This Sunday is something Pitt fans have waited a long time for. A chance to win a championship at home. Will Pitt finally exercise the demons of Cincinnati in 2009 and Miami in 2003? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One healthy game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of November 20th. 2021 and this is the hail to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince two games to go a championship within reach the you went down last week but who cares vince all focus is on virginia this week pit with the opportunity of a lifetime acc coastal and a winnable acc championship game on the horizon i Can't believe we're here, but we are. You picked them to lose last week, and if it weren't for the heavens above, you would have been right. Yeah, if it wasn't for for Bino Cook crying up there and and sending down all that rain, uh, you know, maybe Pitt wouldn't be in this position right now, but they are. That's what it's all about. This Saturday, 3.30, the Who's coming to town uh, for a chance at that ACC Coastal Championship. Pitt with the opportunity to clinch it, punch their ticket to Charlotte, Big, big, big time game this Saturday. I mean, the feeling is so different from Pitt and winning the Coastal just a handful of years ago where you knew in the end, oh, the Coastal, sure. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But then it was just going to be a total mud hole stomping against Clemson. But now Pitt can win the Coastal and maybe win the whole ACC in a game against Wake Forest, most likely. Or Clemson, maybe. Or Clemson again. <laughs> or NC State. And, we got to talk about that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about the different configurations. Uh, but Pitt is in the driver's seat. It's a different kind of position, but a damn good one to be in. We will recap, though, the UNC game from last week. Because I know the Virginia game is so big, Vince, but I still can't stop talking about the win over North Carolina. It is unbelievable how it went down. It was the most pit game and also the least pit game at the same time to me. We'll get into all of it on this week's podcast. First up at H2P shows on Twitter, where everybody can hail to pit with us on social media. And of course, you can email us hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback we get on social media and the email. And of course, when we're hitting you up and you're hitting us up on Reddit or Panther Lair, we're interacting. We lurk. We also post. You post. You lurk. We get along. We hail to pit. We love it. And we're loving this season. One of the most fun seasons I've ever had in my lifetime as a pit fan. And I know everybody out there is enjoying it. Who's listening to the show. They're giving us great feedback. Vince helping us do great shows every single week. And of course, the most help we get is from Pretty Easy Podcasts, our sponsor. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com now to get your own podcast started, maybe for next football season, maybe for hoops, maybe for, I don't know, you want to do a show about baking. Maybe you're an expat. 
Pitt fan living somewhere, you have a great perspective on something. I don't know. Maybe you talk to a lot of people with funny accents. Whatever your podcast is about, you could go to prettyeasypodcast.com now and you'll, you'll get a producer, you'll get the editing, the help to get your show on all the big platforms at a very, very affordable rate. It's so easy to do. All you have to do is go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. And they do make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Sure do. And I will say that last week's game was anything but. It was frustrating for me here, still in Italy, in the, in Habaduk Baldonado country. Vince actually watched it in his hometown in, in Roma, that game. And the first half started off where it was a 1 a.m. kickoff, I believe, out here. And I thought, oh, man, this game might fly by. I might get to bed at an okay hour, maybe before 3.30. Maybe if Pitt cleans this thing up real easy. Maybe I'll nope. just leave and go to bed. With the, <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Ends up, I think, ending at like 5.30 a.m. local time here. And uh, it was the zaniest, most unlikely finish, I think, for me as a Pitt fan. And even national pundits were commenting on this game saying, well, that wasn't like all the other Pitt games I've ever watched. And they've probably watched like three, four, five of them. And they all end the same, Pitt blowing it. But they did not because I don't know whether you want to say the rain helped them or it was just their day, Vince. Whatever the case may be, they're here now facing UVA this week. With yeah, French Coast. Yeah, I, I'm still not quite sure what happened in this game. Uh, I guess that's why we're here. We got to talk about it. Uh, you know, pit up big in this game. You know, started off I believe 17 nothing, 23 to seven going in the halftime. Um, I believe they had over 300 yards of offense in the first half. Uh, less than a hundred in the second half, no points, and then uh, just rise up in overtime and, and get a, get him out there quickly. Uh, Allen, um, I I don't know what happened to this offense in the second half. Uh, just extremely slowed down uh, and just could not get any points. I mean, it, I, I, did they get away from their game plan? I mean, what what happened here? I, I mean, there were some uh, adjustments, I think, made by UNC, but I don't think anything too too great. What I think what happened was there was tightening up on the offensive yeah. line. Uh, they were playing maybe to not commit penalties uh, up front, I think, and they were letting some things go. Getting the, they, they just weren't in it like they were in the first, where they were just playing to dominate. And then also, I mean, just uh, the receivers also probably tense and – not being as crisp and, and not being as prepared. And then also, you know, penalties uh, costing them. And, and, and you know, that the, it just really they did everything they could to get UNC back in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you talked about the offensive line. Uh, certainly in the second half did not play great. Uh, you know, no Gabe Hoy. Uh, Jake Cradle got hurt uh, in the game. So, you know, your whole, you know, your right side of your offensive line uh, you're, you're reshuffling guys there. Uh, Kenny was under pressure. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily guys getting beat constantly. Uh, I think there was some very good coverage downfield. To me, it looked like UNC was just dropping guys back. And it, that's a situation where you either got to check out of it into a run or, or just hit the open guy underneath. Uh, and, and, you know, and just inch your way down the field and, and keep the clock moving. Uh, but it seemed like Pitt was just going for it all there uh, way too often in the second half for me. 
Should we should we just chalk it up to the fact that Pitt missed that field goal at the end of the first half and it killed all momentum? Everyone saw they the the block and they just said, oh, you, you know, that this isn't going to be a good second half, and they all went in poor <laughs> mentality because of that one play. Block field goals really can change a game, even if you're way down. Well, I'll say this: um, th- that that was not. I I cannot believe they kicked that field goal. Um, fourth and yeah. two, fourth yes. and two all season long. They've made the right call, yeah. and the one time they don't, there's still time on the clock. There was still enough to try it. Yeah, and then exactly. maybe even closer field goal, or yeah. I don't know. Just, if, if, you're if already you, up by three scores. If you had a kicker that was automatic, you know, just uh, you know, guaranteed to make it, maybe that's one thing. Uh, but that's not uh, Pitt's not in that situation, and you got Kenny Pickett, you know, who's who's on on third and short, fourth and short. You know, he's shown the ability to get those tough yards uh, by any means necessary. So I, I just I didn't get that. I didn't like the field goal attempt earlier in the game, uh, early in the first half uh, on a fourth and short situation. Uh, maybe they were spooked by going for it on. Uh, you know, on the first drive where they didn't get it, I, I don't know. But you're going up against uh, as great as the defense played, and they played excellent. Uh, you're going up against an offense that could come back on you in a hurry. Uh, and so I, I didn't get this. Uh, you needed, you know, you needed as many touchdowns as you could possibly get. Uh, so uh, that that. I mean, Mac Brown had some bad coaching decisions in this game, Alan. Uh, but Coach Narduzzi, he had some questionable ones as well. Yeah, and you know, I, honestly, is for some of the questionable calls Narduzzi made, I wouldn't say he put Pitt in the terrible position so much as they probably did themselves with some uh, tight play in the second half. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll chalk it up to, but the fact that his defense showed up the way they did. Um, Really, this game could have uh, really, if North Carolina played up to their potential offensively, didn't wouldn't have even had to go to overtime. You have to talk about the big stop and the forced forcing them to kick the field goal at the end to tie it instead of going down the field and just scoring and taking the lead. Kenny Pickett's interception, probably the most uh, deflating and upsetting oh moment of the season outside of the Western Michigan game. That interception just. Really unbelievable. Didn't see it coming, especially considering the year Kenny Pickett's having. Um, but it really, was that was that the first play on that drive too? Just yeah, it was surreal. Yeah, yeah and you know he Abanaconda, he had blockers out in front. That's the worst part about that. Uh, you know, it was not not an accurate pass. Uh, you know, bad luck off his hand to go r- right up into the defender's hands. Yeah, so uh, you're you're yeah. at the game. I, I was wondering this. So is it do we is it because he wears the glove or was it already wet outside? Because it well, felt it, like it wasn't raining yet. It was it? he he wears it all the time. I I don't know what the you know what the issue was there. Uh, it just wasn't an accurate pass. The bottom bottom line it was not. Um, it, I I don't know that that was it, horrible. Uh, did the weather it, matter at all? I mean, because watching it on no, TV, no, I not like in, I, okay. Yeah, until overtime, it really legitimately was not a factor. If, until even then, even then, I don't know. I get yeah, the wind was picking up, and for sure. But you know, I mean, Pitt was able to go in there and, and get get a a, a nice touchdown uh, with Lucas Kroll, uh, who just came alive in that overtime after uh, you know dropping several passes earlier in the game. Um, 
So, you know, very impressive from that standpoint to, to, to weather the storm, so to speak. But, uh, um, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, this was, this this play calling in the second half just just really bothered me you know uh it, Pitt had a lead I want to say it was 10 points maybe it was only three at, I think maybe 10 at the time and yeah they they uh they just got North Carolina just scored you know Pitt has the kickoff uh first play they run for four yards second play uh, they throw an incomplete pass after only letting a you know ten seconds or so run off the play clock. Uh, there was still at least twenty five seconds on the play clock, and granted, Allen at this time I think there was less than ten minutes in the game. And then you you throw on third down and another incomplete pass, and you're giving the ball right back to him on a punt. Yeah, after you, you know you only held the ball for you know less than thirty seconds there. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we needed, you know, we needed to maintain drives. That's what Pitt's done so well in these games this year when they've had the lead. They've been able to just run out the clock. Uh, but for some reason, they got away from the run, uh, specifically in that second half. And I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I thought that, you know, they could still run pretty sufficiently there. But they but they didn't. And I, and I think that they paid for it. You know, the, every, I'm going to chalk this up to every team has their bizarro game every yeah. year and they play kind of differently from how they have or who they who they are. And even their opponent might do so as well. And they it was a, maybe a race to the bottom this game. And luckily, UNC got there first, but with a little help from the rain, because I absolutely think that, that that overtime, the rain poured down on them. It, it was just so jarring to that offense who already got stymied into a field goal prior uh, they just weren't going to do it after Kroll really showed up huge. What a celebration. I mean, he yeah. he should have been that excited. He, I thought he was going to have a seizure. He was going insane, but he made it. It was a big play. So great for him, especially after being hurt last year. But Pitt, every game has really been very Pitt, very Pitt 2021, who they are, uh, you know, picking teams apart and then in the fourth quarter running down their throats or just really squeezing the clock. Uh, doing that well all all year long, uh, or and just maintaining offense even in losses. Um, but in this game, it was I mean, and then of course everybody was looking for a high scoring affair with quarterbacks yeah. slinging it all over the place, and really thirty to twenty three final score with overtime. Uh, I mean, adjusted for inflation, this was pretty much like a seventeen <laughs> ten game for yeah. for who these teams are. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, we talked about this all year that eventually, you know, as good as Pitt's offense has been, there is going to be a game where they're going to struggle. There is going to be a game where the defense has to step up and, and make enough plays to win this game. And boy, did they ever uh, in this one. You know, they held them down in the first half, uh, really only let up one big play in the first half, uh, it did good enough in the second half, got the big goal line stand when they needed held them in overtime, uh, just a tremendous performance by them, Alan. Uh, is this is this the best defense performance you've seen from Pitt uh, all the year and certainly in a while? I, all season long, I mean, yeah, it's up there. I think the Virginia Tech game was pretty impressive, how they shut them down. Uh, but in terms of uh, really the end of the game and and – 
where there's momentum and really uncertainty, I think on the sidelines and that fear of, Oh no, we're going to, we're going to really fall into the trap that we have. We as a university have so many times, even the classes before us, uh, pit will pit people were saying on social, uh, but the defense really putting an end to that at the end. Nope. You're only kicking a field goal here. We're going to overtime. Uh, unbelievable finish to that to that fourth quarter and then even crazier overtime yeah I, I guess a couple things I want to ask it was you know we talked about before the game how that you know that uh you know quick passes over the middle is what North Carolina has killed us with and they didn't really do to a, a whole lot of them there was that just them not doing it or was Pitt uh able to protect against that somehow no, I think that was them <laughs> playing bad, not us playing well. As if, as if you want to uh, uh, minimize it to that, I because it really didn't look like Pitt was doing anything different than they've done all season long, except that uh, Sam Howe and his receivers weren't just on the same page when it yeah. came to those over the middle uh, throws. Yeah, I I don't know what North Carolina was doing in this game. Uh, you know, the, the fact that they did not go for the win at the end and just kick the field goal. Uh yeah, I, I felt pretty good after that decision. But if they if they went for it there, I I think we were probably gonna lose. I I think there was a good good chance of that. We were we were on the ropes there for sure. Uh I, I, I was shocked that they kicked the field goal. I really was. Really? So you're at the at the three yard line you think they should have gone for it on the fourth yes. down. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the th- the the thing I think they they should look at it at, from their side is they there were what a, a f- five and four team going into this game, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a five and four team, right? You you're not playing for a championship. You're playing for you're a bowl on the game. road, playing for a bowl game, but you're pro. I mean, you're you still have other chances the rest of the yeah. season. There's it was yeah. two more games left. Go for it. You're right. Probably like if I'm coaching, at least if if I'm playing a video game <laughs> and I'm playing in a season mode or whatever, you're at this point in your season where you're this is your team. This is where you're at. I understand. OK, if North Carolina is in contention for the division or the in the conference, then, yeah, be a little conservative, play for the overtime. And in college overtime, playing for college overtime isn't as risky of course, is playing for NFL overtime. So you understand, but then again, on the road, who your offense is, maybe you do it. I don't know, but I'm glad they did it, Vince. Yeah. I probably, I, I probably, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I probably would have gone for it if I was Mac Brown, but it's really, it's a 50-50 call really at that point, especially from the three, not the one. Big difference. Well, I, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. I, this was the most stressful part of the whole game for me, to be to be honest. Waiting to I see was, what they would do. Oh my goodness! I I had a doctor's appointment already scheduled for the following day, and I, I got <laughs> some. I have some horrible results <laughs> coming back <laughs> for me, and I don't know if they're skewed because of this or not. Uh, but um, uh, just I I I couldn't I couldn't get over that. Uh, them not them not going for it. Um, yeah, they, I, th- I think we were, we were really hurting there. We, we really were, uh, but they, you know, they went, they, they kicked it and then they paid for it. Absolutely. I, maybe Mac Brown, 
See, this is why every team should have a weather a weatherman to tell you uh, how the wind's going to be blowing in just the next few minutes of the game. Because if they would have known that, maybe they would have gone for it. Maybe. Uh, I don't Sideline know. weatherman. <laughs> really, liter- quite literally just rained all over UNC and and totally uh, – the, and, and the announcers acknowledged it. Watching it on TV, you saw it, and then I'm sure you're in the stands and you felt it. Oh yeah, there were there was rain blowing sideways uh, at that that point. As soon as as soon as North Carolina got the ball there, the only thing that would have made it even better is if it was literal hail and the skies were hailing (laughs) the pit. The only thing that would have made it better that would have been good. (laughs) Pit beats UNC in overtime, thirty to twenty three. Though in probably the most bizarre game of the season. Has there ever been a game stopped temporarily for hail? Oh, I, I think Would so. Would they play through hail? I I think if it if it depends on the size of the hail. If you're getting golf balls falling yeah. from the sky, they'd probably stop it. I mean, they stop it for lightning. It's a similar hazard, mm-hmm. especially this day and age. I'm sure they would. I don't know. Yeah, you're, it, you're, you're, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I've never seen that. It should be. Maybe we should be happy it wasn't hell. Yeah, because if they stopped it and waited, then UNC would have had a chance. They yeah. lose though. Pitt wins, and they get UVA now. Vince, and they get a handicapped Virginia Cavaliers football team. It just again playing right into into Pitt's hands when you look at the matchup. But of course, there's the execution part, and of course, Pitt has their own injuries they'll need to deal with. Uh, on the offensive line, most notably going into this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Jake Cradle and Gabe Hoy. Uh, it, hard uh, Cradle for sure uh, going to be out. It seems like Hoy. Hoy. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, probably likely out as well. Um, but you know, you got a whole week of practice to get guys ready, and, and we have had uh, uh, other players step in and play during the year. So I'm not I'm not as concerned about that, but uh, yeah, the big injury everybody talking about Brendan Armstrong uh, for Virginia, their quarterback. Uh, this it seems like a real fifty fifty shot. I've been I've been looking for information everywhere on this, and uh, I, I haven't been able to find any consensus or any hard uh, evidence on whether he's going to play or not. Uh, th- this kid got hurt a few weeks ago uh, in the second half against BYU a game that, that Virginia ended up losing. Uh, and up until that point, they had really been rolling uh, with a pretty good record and scoring a ton of points. You know, we talk about how good Kenny Pickett and this pit offense has been this year. Well, Armstrong, you know, he's, he's been putting up just as good a numbers. Uh, and then, you know, did warmed up uh, or tried to warm up against Notre Dame uh, last week for the Hoos. And he, uh, ended up not playing in that game. Broken ribs is what he's got, Alan. Broken ribs. And uh, their their backup, Jay Wolfolk, uh, who is apparently a baseball player trying his hand at football, from what I understand, uh, did not look very good against the Irish. Got actually, just absolutely swallowed up. Uh, so I would say, you know, if Armstrong plays, I think Pitt's really got their hands full. Uh, but from what we saw from their backup, uh, I think, uh, not saying that we should take them lightly, but I think that definitely goes in our favor. 
Yeah, you talk about teams uh, having that one game uh, where they're unlike the, how they've been the whole season. That was last week also for UVA. Three yep. points against Notre Dame in a season where they're putting up 48, 48, in the 30s, in the, you know, putting up nearly 50 in a loss to BYU the week previous to last. Um, but here they are now with injuries and at the quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, Statistically, if UVA was a top uh, top tier team like the Pitt Panthers are, then he might be getting the love that Kenny Pickett's getting uh, in terms of national media attention. But he's not, and he's hurt, missing this game. Maybe he's listed as questionable uh, on UVA's side. Uh, they are also hurting at running back. Vince uh, Wayne Taulapapa is their leading rusher. Uh, he's hurt, um, so. And out, so they're going to be limping into this game a little bit offensively, um, and also their defense uh, is also just compared to Pitt's defense, who has had their issues this year. I think is a, a way big handicap uh, going into this as well. This is a team that's giving up over thirty per game as, well, and that just doesn't bode well for them. Yeah, I mean they, they, they these guys would have trouble tackling the scarecrow. Right now, uh, they just cannot. Uh, they just cannot uh, get anybody on the ground. Uh, you know, it, it, I w- watched. I watched their past couple games uh, pretty closely, and yeah, th- these these guys are horrible on, on defense oh. uh, from from what I've seen. So there is there is no excuse uh, for this pit team not to go out there and, and put up a lot of points uh, on them. Uh, now their their offense that that's going to be a different story. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we, we said Wolfolk did not look good against Notre Dame, but you know, he's going to have, uh, some more experience under his belt going into this game. Uh, Virginia has got a very strong offensive line. They start five seniors on there. So even though they're running backs out, out, I still expect them to run the football very effectively, or at least try to, uh, they're going to be capable of doing that. Um, you know, they, they do have some playmakers and wide receivers, Allen. But uh, the big thing I think they have is their tight ends. Uh, Aces, yes. Keaton, Keaton Thompson and Jacob Rodriguez. Uh, these two guys, they kind of line them up all over the field, kind of like that Bartholomew guy we we have. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they line these guys up all over. And, Allen, they, they wear numbers 99 and 98. Uh, so I that's always very concerning whenever you see something like that. Yeah, that's that's tough. Whenever you got uh, tight ends wearing numbers in the '90s, that means they're quality. And oh my, do, do Pitt does Pitt like really not have the the tools? I think to to come. I don't know. That's this type of offense when it comes to the weapons they have. But the good thing is they might not be able to get them the ball. I, but I this think feels that's like big, yeah, a perfect type of offense to really destroy. Uh, Pitt because they're good at what Pitt's not good at, and that's yeah. throwing over the middle. Pitt's not good at covering the middle of the field, and of course, Pitt wants to press. And if you're pressing big guys like this, they might be able to toss uh, the uh, Pitt defensive backs off of their shoulders like nothing. Yep. So um, that is really a good matchup for UVA in this game. Uh, whereas when Pitt's out there, I think they could eat them up on the ground. Or in in the air, so Pitt gets a has a lead going into this fourth quarter. 
very confident we won't see something like last week, Vince, uh, where they fall off even before then. Last week, of course, was the whole second half. Um, so UVA needs this thing to be a crazy high-scoring affair where Pitch is having an off day on defense. And I don't feel like it's going to happen, but uh, there are a lot of unknowns coming from the UVA side. That also maybe plays into their into their favor. Um if Brennan Armstrong plays, though, completely different ball game, and also the mentality of UVA going into it, if he plays rallying around a guy like that, could be dangerous for Pitt. It'll be interesting, and I think we'll actually get the high-scoring affair we hoped for last week, this week. Are we hoping for a high-scoring affair? <laughs> I think I'm not hoping for it, but I think we're going to get it, unlike last week. Yeah, we'll see. If Armstrong plays, I certainly think so. I mean, this is this game is really going to put the coverage skills of our linebackers and safeties really to the test here. Uh, I, I think it's going to be difficult uh, to cover these guys, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Wolfolk. I mean, I got to imagine that the playbook is going to be very limited for him and what he can do. Uh, probably a good athlete, though. Uh, I would look for some runs from him. But uh, but if Armstrong's there, you know, w- with broken ribs and, and not, not too mobile to begin with, I can't imagine he's going to be running too much. Uh, so that's, that's a situation where you got to get to him. you got to get him on the ground and rough him up a little bit uh, because, you know, he's got that funky release. I don't know if you've seen this, Alan. Uh, he's got a real, real – funky release a little low release so i I'd, I'd love to see uh if ever there was a good week for for a, a, a sack fumble here uh this could be it i mean well we've seen yeah if you're if you're even pitching the ball uh and with that low trajectory uh Servassier davis he's gonna just pick it off and run it for a touchdown so yeah. i'm hoping we see that maybe from haba this week it's gonna be my last game i watch in rome vince before i'm back stateside so this is the big one for Haba for me. I, I was at I was at a, a Pittsburgh centric bar last week, not for the Pitt game, for the Steeler game, but they were talking about Haba there. And oh, yeah. I actually yeah, they they actually uh feel like he he could potentially build himself up into a pro player, but he's gotta have that signature game and I'm hoping for it this week. Yeah, that could Especially be this week. About, yeah, a team that's uh, uh pl- playing with a you know a backup maybe or even a hurt QB. Oh, licking their chops on the defensive line. Uh, of course, UVA going into this game with a with a defense, not one to really boast and brag about. But they do have one of the young bucks as their leading tackler, Nick Jackson at linebacker. Vince, so look out for him. <laughs> well, that, that's always a little concerning. It won't be a super kick party, but it could be a a super scoring party. Also interesting, has Pitt played a three four defense yet this year? Hmm. Uh, well, Georgia Tech, I believe, plays a three-three-five, uh, so that's you know somewhat close. But um, basically, everybody except for Pitt is probably multiple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone else tries to, a little bit of something, something. Uh, but uh, this will be cool to see Kenny pick it up against that kind of defense too, because that's more of what he will see in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Nowadays, yep, yep. So keep an eye out on that. And also, a uh, side note: Kenny Pickett is getting some love now they're starting to come out with the draft boards right on the big websites yep. you got your kuiper juniors and mcshay's kenny pickett uh number one qb qb1 on some of these draft boards first round pick how about i that? don't know what 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 a I'll, I'll i don't know should we save it for this week but do it this week or save it but more surprising this season that we're finishing it up and kenny pickett is 
being talked about as a first round pick or that Pitt is going to win the ACC. I don't know what's more shocking to me. Uh, they're both probably correlated together. Uh, you know, if Pitt's going to win the ACC, Kenny Pickett's going to have to have a big year and uh and, and he certainly has. So uh but we got to we got to close out. We're getting ahead of ourselves, Alan. Uh, we got to yeah, close plus this game we could out go back on Saturday. The, we could, yeah, we could go back into the tape too. I think we might have even said as much early on in the season on one of these yeah. episodes. But yes, let's move on uh, real quick. Men's hoops starting off uh, with a whimper, Vince. Yeah, not not good. Uh, losing to the Citadel, uh, just getting dominated by the Citadel. Really uh, losing to to West Virginia in the backyard brawl. Did pick up a win earlier this week but uh uh the the Panthers right now um you know you you got your your you lose your starting backcourt essentially you know less than a week before uh the season starts uh you look at this roster and it's just guys that just don't a lot of guys just don't belong in the ACC right now this is not uh, a a quality team and it's a shame because for a couple reasons, I guess, because it, to me, yeah, yes, they have not been good over the past several years, but they've been steadily getting better. They've been steadily getting better, and you could see some improvement uh, with Capel. But now it's like they're starting all over, and you know he's recruited some good players, but then uh, you know these guys that you know they transfer out you know you talk about you know your your Trey McGowan's and Xavier Johnson and the Dees Tony all those guys are gone didn't even get to see them out their their full four years at Pitt it's just so disappointing and you know you got off off the court stuff you know players fighting each other players fighting cops stealing cars I mean uh, only three or four guys on this team that actually played last year on the team. Uh, just uh, not much of a recruiting class to speak of. You lose your biggest recruit, uh, yeah, decommits uh, for next year that you've had your your entire tenure here. I'm I'm pretty sour on this team, Alan. If you if you can't tell, um, and Coach Capo, I had high hopes from him, but this does not look good, and it's like they're about to hit rock bottom again. And, you know, I, I would certainly be looking to make a change at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't there's nothing more I can add to that, Vince. You basically hit the rundown of all the terrible stuff that's led this to pretty much be at the point of a disaster. Um, and and you also add, add the fact that we're in this new age of, of college athletics, yeah. especially in college hoops, where you're going to see the transfers. And so I think Capel has already proven he is uh, – unable uh to hold on to the talent um even though he can go out there and get it it's also now can you hold on to the talent and keep them disciplined enough to believe in the program can they be happy enough at the university to keep the program going and it's going to take someone special really special to get pit uh back to where it was when it was in the big east in hoops now in the acc and that is kind of a Herculean task. It's really just going to be something that's I almost, uh, some would say impossible. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it is going to be extremely difficult for someone to uh, not come in here. I mean, they could go fire Jeff Capel and bring someone in. And I think the same stuff will happen. Maybe not with the off the court issues that we've seen, which is kind of shocking. But just when it comes to transfers and instability, 
that's going to be pretty much up and down college hoops. Yeah. And you're going to need a perfect storm of recruits that come in and they gel so well together that maybe the ball can get rolling and it become an avalanche effect. But that's like hitting a lottery. They need some sort of salesman. <laughs> Jeff Capel's not. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. I mean, you need you need somebody who is extremely committed to, you know, recruiting guys that are willing to stay here and develop. Uh, and and that I mean that might be hard to find in today's day and age, um, but yeah, that's the only way they're gonna get out of this mess. You know, they they gotta they gotta get some stability with the players. You can't just reshuffle uh, and have you know a whole new group of guys every single year. And it's not like this isn't a Kentucky or a Duke situation where you're built bringing in three or four you know. Uh, a, of the top freshmen in the country every year, you're you're doing this with castoffs from <laughs> from some low level schools. I mean that it, that this is the kind of stuff Jamie Dixon was doing uh, at the end of his tenure here. Except he at least had some recruits that he would bring in, and you know he had so, a little bit of stability. This is just nothing. Yeah, this is a uh, a low point, a new low point in a new era, and. I mean, it's it's tough to really throw Jeff Capel out there and say we're done already, but with the season just starting. But here we go. I mean, that's it's college hoops, and again, another season's already begun, and it's already over. It feels like for the Pitt Panthers, um, and we'll be following along as as painful as it's going to be. But yikes is really the word that that I think sums everything up for me. That's where we're at with Pitt hoops. Not where we thought we'd be just a you know a little bit ago when uh, a couple of years ago Jeff Capel coming in and the recruits he was bringing in and kind of seeing that eh, maybe he'll be able to get guys to buy in did not happen. But you know we are in the middle of a great football season and we could get back to that. Let's see what they're saying out there on the internet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Nashu on the Sabre.com or the Sabre, however you say it, said people need to face the likely reality that BA, that's Brennan Armstrong, is done for the year, except perhaps a crappy bowl, and that UVA will finish the regular season 6-6 six and six after losing its last four games. It was well within the realm of possibility with B.A., given the quality of our quote-unquote defense. But without him, 6-6 six and six is a virtual certainty. And yes, I think that is a damning indictment of the staff on that side of the ball. I'm not in an all-is-fine mood. So, Nishu, <laughs> a UVA fan, giving up not only this pit game, but Virginia's final game, they're done. So, yeah. we're, Pitt's facing a demoralized fan base this week yeah i think that they they kind of feel hopeless without uh you know without um armstrong there yeah without pa uh yeah alan you know they played maybe they thought they had something with this wolf folk uh against they were going to have something with him going against notre dame last week uh and and a you know pretty deflating loss obviously do you think that maybe they're blowed up because of that yeah i mean they they were going 
a thousand miles an hour on offense all season long because their defense is no good. And then you know, just the you, you're tr- it's like you're trying to change tires while the car is moving. It can't. It's <laughs> oh, very dangerous and, and and tough to do. And UVA is just kind of cr- crashing into the end of this season. So I see what Nishu's talking about. Hopefully they're right and uh, Pitt handles and is a part of that collapse. Uh, Calico on Panther Lair now coming back to our side of it, Vince. Calico said, wearing my cup Saturday. This is just a reflex of 40 years of being a Pitt fan. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm so pumped for Saturday, but have had my, my heart torn from chest so many times in four decades. I can't help myself. I have been watching some of my favorite games this week on YouTube and the ones where Pitt didn't rip my heart, heart out. Tuesday was 97 Miami. Yesterday was 97 WVU. Probably my fave based on where we were at the time and what it meant for the program. Today will be the Tangerine Bowl of 2001. If I can find it on there, please, Pitt, please get it done this weekend and beyond. I can't take any more kicks to the Netherlands. Calico's plea to to the Pitt Panthers to not screw this up, Vince. Yeah, I I I certainly hope they don't. I'll, I'll tell you this from from talking to people, Alan. Uh, there, there's a lot of confidence going into this game. Maybe too much confidence. I I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little concerned here. Uh, you know, if Why? anything's bringing this, I don't Why? know. <laughs> They've got a quarterback. You get you had. Uh, d- Whatever you believe in above, whatever you Pitt fans believe in above was was on Pitt's side last week. Literally threw rain all over the opponent, giving us an injured opponent this week. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. just enjoy it. I'm I'm I might I'm not wearing a cup for this. I'm going commando to watch this game. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's all set up, Calico. But I guess you got the history there. That's what they're talking about, though, on the Pitternet, Vince. And, you know, usually it's negative on the Pitternet. But in real life, uh, when people are talking about Pitt around town, I feel like it's much more positive. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say so. There, There is, as I said, there is a ton of optimism uh, around town right now. People, people are excited. Make no mistake about it. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. Yo, you ever see a game like that? What, where God saves the team? Yeah, I mean, all that rain coming down on him, it's like God actually wanted Pitt to win the ACC in that. I I know, but but the real question is, does Pitt actually want to win the ACC? Hell to Pitt. So that's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, Somehow, uh, Pitt got by North Carolina massive game this weekend against Virginia Allen. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit, though, about some other games around the country and also the, these college football playoff rankings we got to address. Oh, college football, don't you dare be giving me two Michigan teams in the top 10. I don't care that they're far outside the top four. It's really upsetting me that the Big Ten is so so represented in the top 10, Vince, but It'll shake out. It's it's just early, and we're seeing, you know, these rankings come out. Really, they're where they're supposed to be, unless you like not power five football and you want to argue Cincinnati in the top four. That's the the big thing for this year. 
And of course we have Ohio state and Michigan coming down the road, but it's all set pretty much where it should be. I don't know. I'm kind of an advocate to just can, why not just instead just do a best of three with Bama and Georgia and get rid of the other teams. <laughs> Who knows that may happen. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see if, you know, say Georgia does beat Alabama, which in the title game, which I expect they will, uh, if Alabama gets by the Hogs this weekend. Uh, but Big if. Um, Suey. Yeah. But Alabama, two losses. Are they going to get in over these other teams with only one loss? I cannot. I, I, I would be shocked if that happened. I mean, if that does happen, then it's like, why? Why are we even playing these games? I mean, I mean, just just have somebody rank them before the season starts, and and just go with that. I mean, that if if that happens, then I cannot. I can't wait for all the people to finally come out and talk about how this is all just about a money grab. You know, <laughs> buyers and sellers, pimps and whores. <laughs> You know, if it's all predetermined anyway, why are we watching this when pro wrestling? There's plenty of that to be watching, but I don't think that's going to happen anyway. And I think Bama and Georgia are going to give us the the quality matchup and the quality records, uh, and you know they're going to earn their ways in. It's just going to be easy arguments to make, especially with history. Even though history shouldn't play a factor. I guess in in the voting, but I'm sure it does. It does. Those, well, I'll tell you this right now: Cincinnati. It, it, there is no way you can tell me that they are a the number five team in this whole country. Uh, if they were not ranked, you know, preseason top ten or whatever, based on previous year's results, there is no way that they would be ranked this high. There is absolutely. No way. Yes, they did beat Notre Dame on the road, but they have played nobody in the rest of their schedule. They haven't looked great, uh, especially these last several weeks. So I, I, I cannot believe there is definitely previous years bias uh, happening here. And that's why I, I just hope SMU puts a stop to all this this week. Yeah, I, I know you. I know you are, but I don't think that's going to happen. This is. This is. I knew this was going to turn into a big Vince polls for SMU episode. <laughs> good thing, those aren't. That, that game isn't even on our rundown for the big games this weekend. It is uh, not. More important for us is Wake Forest at Clemson. Vince, that's the big game besides Pitt, Virginia. Four point yeah. favorites. The Tigers are at home. Yeah, I know this. This line has raised some eyebrows from some people. No um, Justin so, Ross surgery going to the yeah. NFL too. Yeah, yeah. So, so the scenario here is, you know, if Wake Forest wins this game, uh, they are they are in the uh, the ACC title game if they win it. Now, if they were to lose, uh, they're still they'd still be ranked first in the Atlantic Division. However, if they would drop that last game uh, the season, which is at Boston College, then. Uh, uh, Wake Forest has a possibility of not making it if Cle- uh, Clemson would actually go to uh, go to the uh, the championship game, I believe. Um, now, N- NC State also only has uh, uh, two losses there, so I'm not quite sure how that works out. Maybe there's some three way tie thing that could happen, but uh, uh, it, to, to 
quickly summarize, I guess. If Wake Forest wins, they're in. If they lose, there's possibility that they're not. And to see Clemson as a four-point favorite here, I, I don't know. I mean, Clemson offense, obviously not good, but their defense is still what one of the tops in the whole country. Wake Forest score on everybody but can't stop anybody. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of this game, Alan. It is at Clemson. Maybe that has something to do with the line. I'm I'm interested in the weather for this game now. I'm big on weather going into games from now on. So however that shakes out, I don't know. I mean, Clemson. Uh, what Clemson? What's has Clemson ever put up forty in th- this season at all? Have, have they been able uh, I to think against, against maybe, South Carolina State? Uh, yeah. Well, they played. Uh, they oh, played what UConn. UConn last week. Yeah. You, yeah, but Jim Jim Moore Jr. wasn't in the building yet, so no, he that, was not. That did it. That doesn't count. Uh, you know, this is a real, yeah, tough one, and I'm not even going to talk about like what we want to happen just yet because we need to get by UVA, yeah. Vince. Uh, but I'm going to say we we were you know kind of stomping on uh, history bias when it comes to the playoff, but I'm going to go into my history bias here and also the fact that they're the home team and I like defense in, in a game like this and Wake Forest is going to be. Because we're down that home stretch, because of who their opponent is, like luckily Pitt had Clemson earlier in the year because you play someone like this with the pedigree, your players might go out there and play great, but they're going to have tense moments where they might tighten up and make a mistake. I feel like that could happen for Wake Forest, so I'm picking Clemson. Yeah, I I, I, I really don't know what to, to do here. I guess I'd the fact that I don't understand why Clemson's favored by over a field goal, I think, would make me I guess lean on that side but I I honestly don't know maybe people just don't believe in Wake Forest I don't know I, I'm I'm curious to see where this one ends up yeah th- this is interesting but also considering Clemson is so bad on offense it's not even a joke it's not an overstatement yeah. uh DJ you got you got you can't even throw for 250 against UConn threw a pick against them like had a pretty awful line uh last week against the one and nine Yukon Huskies, even though Clemson smashed on that team, just not very good on offense, Vince. So uh, how they keep up with Wake Forest is an interesting thing, and it's probably through their defense. Um, But I I like it, and especially at home, that's going to play to their advantage, and they still have a hope of getting to the ACC title game. I I mean, if Wake Forest does have a very good offense, uh, Sam Hartman, great, great QB1 there. Uh, if if Wake Forest scores over twenty points, can Clemson win this game? Yes, yeah, I think Clemson's gonna. I think Clemson could score twenty one in this game. I think that so they can't got to hold to just twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I think they can do that. I mean, Wake Forest's offense is good, but are they are they like? unstoppable one of the great no. college offenses of all time good no 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 they're efficient in quality but have they played a defense like clemson yet this year even another question no, An- another so. thing to look at i don't think so um but if they win how far up the college football playoff rankings do you think they go oh well let's see who's above them okay you got ou or oklahoma state rather they're playing uh who are they playing this week? 
Um, I don't think it's anybody too terribly good. Um, I mean, Michigan State's uh, going to lose. Texas Ohio Tech State. is uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma State has Texas Tech. Okay. Well, Michigan State's playing uh, Ohio State, which the next game we're going to talk about here. Uh, and Ohio State's favored by 19 at home. Uh, assuming they, they take care of business against Michigan State, uh, you'd have to think Wake Forest, if they were to win, would definitely pass them. Uh, I, uh, you know, something's got to give there. Uh, I would say, you know, if Michigan State were to beat Ohio State, I, I could make a strong argument that, that Wake Forest should pass Ohio State in that situation. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, you know, I'm going to say if, if SMU uh, beats uh, Cincinnati, then Wake Forest will jump over them. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean that they would, but I don't know if that's happening. I could see it, some <laughs> of the other stuff. Maybe I, I won't give you that yet. Um, do I mean there's a lot of danger on that that Wake Forest offense? At Perry Roberson, their their receivers are yeah very talented. Um, Sam Hartman's having a hell of a year, um, and I'm I don't know. I I guess. I'm hoping the ACC looks strong. The ACC yeah. <laughs> should look strong, so I guess I should root for Wake Forest to win and climb yeah. up the ladder because also it brings more prestige to Pitt's ACC title if they win. Correct, right? You don't. Do we want to win an ACC championship in a year where there was not a top ten ACC team? You already beat Clemson. I don't, you don't have a need to really beat them again, do you? I want to see Wake Forest, so I'm rooting for Wake. In that game, Vince, let's move on to the big, big 10 game, Michigan State, Ohio State, 19 at the horseshoe for the yeah. Buckeyes. Yeah, I, 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 Michigan State cannot stop the pass. Uh, I think Ohio State, yes, if, if they execute in the red zone, uh, which they have struggled with in a few games this year, uh, I think they should have no problem here. I, I don't think I'm going to get involved with, with this number. Uh, because, you know, with Michigan on deck, I guess it's possible that they may, you know, take their foot off the gas a little bit at the end of this game. Uh, but I, I don't see how Michigan State, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to hold Ohio State down enough uh, in this game to, to make it close. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That, that, and I like the 19. I, I, I would go for a three-touchdown win over this team. End of the year Ohio State against end of the year Michigan State. Give me the Buckeyes at home all the time, especially when there's so much to play for for Michigan State. They don't know what they're doing here, Vince. Come on, this is this is this is an easy cover for me, um, and uh, really uh, just a, a bummer. I, f- I felt like the only bummer about it, I'm happy to see the Spartans lose in this, but I'm also bummed to see Ohio State being where they're at uh, considering we you and i watched them together lose to oregon yeah uh, what we watched them together lose to oregon this year that was very entertaining hoping their season would be over but unfortunately they're right back in it where they always are and uh, this game is a big one for the big Ten, big 10 not so much for us i'm more interested in utah oregon where the the duckies are dogs on the road yeah yeah anywhere from three to three and a half uh depending on where where you're shopping uh, Utah has been tough as of late. That's a very tough place to play, uh, in Salt Lake city. Um, I'm a little surprised Oregon's this big of an underdog here. Uh, but Oregon hasn't really been getting a whole lot of credit. Uh, you know, it seems like nationally, yeah, they're ranked, 
you know, number three in the country or so, but I don't think they're really getting the respect that they deserve around the country. I'm going to be picking Oregon in this game, uh, although I do think it's going to be a close game for sure. And Cliffwood, New Jersey's own Anthony Brown, representing in this game, standing out big, tall, climbing out from uh, the the shadow of uh, Thibodeau there. I mean, the, the, the Ducks are more than one man. And I think we'll find that out in this game uh, where they take a stranglehold of the Pac-12, which is such a tough, tough conference. It's like the ACC, you know, maybe one team doesn't stand out It's because they're all so good, right? Maybe not all of them, but yeah, there's a lot of quality teams for sure. Uh, it, it, I mean, the, 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 both these teams are pretty good. I, I will say that, uh, you know, both you know, Utah ranked number 23 in the playoff game ranking. So uh, that's not. Yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. Hell no, not at all. I mean, they're not as good as Pitt, but in a very entertaining game that'll be. Of course, yeah. we'll round it out. UVA at Pitt. It's a 14-and-a-halfer for the Panthers, who I believe are, what, 8-2 and two against the spread this year, Vince? Uh, I don't have that number in front of me, but it sounds sounds correct. Um, uh, I believe, I guess, every Hold game we've up. won, eight we've covered. Two. Yeah, well, I, well, what no, yeah, every yeah, every game we've won, we've covered. Uh it um it, to me this line here, yeah, this is kind of saying to me I think they the 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 odds makers must think that that Armstrong is not going to play cuz I I can't see how this line would be that high if they didn't think that. Um so uh, this is a this is a tall number, but I'll say this: if Armstrong does not play, I think Pitt, Pitt covers this game uh, pretty easily. I'm going to say, um, but if he doesn't, I think I still think Pitt will win, but I think it's going to be much closer than this. I think it'll be yeah, a one score game if that's the case. Well, well, they'll they'll move the line down if he plays, yeah. right? So, yeah, I, well, so I would imagine way, that. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would think so. And either way, I'm picking Pitt to cover. So if it's okay. a 14 and a half now, I'm picking them to cover because if Pitt wins, they cover, which is what they've done all season long, baby. And they're playing a really bad defense, too. So, yeah, uh, they are. Maybe, maybe they win. I'm going to say for a score 59 to. Oh, my God. <laughs> ooh, 38. Let's go for that high scoring affair with a cover. OK, I was going to say I'm going to say fifth or 48 to. Uh, I'm going to say 48-27, Pitt. Only 48. Did you see Lucas Kroll last week? He's a whole new – it's like having a new player in the middle of the year. He's like a new, newly reinvigorated tight end. He's out there. I'm telling you, he's going to crush him. He's not going to drop balls or fumble anymore. I don't doubt it. I I do expect – I will – I want maybe thing for the lack of not scoring as much. I do think Pitt's going to get back to running the ball in this game, particularly in the second half. I could I could see that happening. I think they got to. Uh, you know, that's what brought them to the dance, uh, you know, especially in these second halves. have been so critical. Uh, I see that happening again, just grinding some clock out, moving the ball, getting a late score. Yeah, and I think I'm going to also predict all the touchdowns, all the points except, of course, extra points and field goals will be scored by Bartholomew and Kroll. <laughs> Two, four, I, you're, I'm telling you, you're going to see all maybe four tight ends responsible for all the points in this game. You might, you might be right. It would not surprise me. <laughs> Pitt and Virginia, ready to put, 
put some fireworks out there this weekend uh, as the ACC winds down play with only a couple of weeks to go. And we are about to wind down this show as we go into maybe coastal clinching weekend. Vince, fingers crossed until they're bloody. Please give us this so next week we can really have a whole lot of fun with a Syracuse matchup. Yep, this is what it's all about. Uh, Pitt going for a championship at home. Uh, everybody got to come out to Heinz Field for this one. This may be the last championship won in this city, uh, specifically at home in a very, very, very long time. Uh, so I, I hope everybody uh, gets down there to see this one. It's going to be a huge game, 3.30. That's what it's all about. You know, more people should be saying that in public, I think. Because maybe maybe the urgency would get more butts and seats, more people to realize. You're right, Vince. It could be the last championship won in the city of Pittsburgh, in front of Pittsburgh fans, uh, for until uh, who knows how long. And you never know. But really, it feels like it's going to be a while. We need some more advocates like that saying those words. We're, we need Sally Wigan to get out there, Peggy Finnegan to tell the public people that people <laughs> trust and will respect their opinions. Bob Pompiani, if you're listening, tell them all. And, uh, you know, I want to also tell uh, – oh, also, uh, Mike down at, at at my mechanics down at Greenfield, you tell everybody who comes in the shop, you know, no one here in this town might win a championship for a while. You better go to this game. You better go watch this game. Do you, you better get do you, ready. Do you think in five years' time when, when Sid and Gino are long gone uh, and and there's, like, you know, only a couple hundred people – in uh in the PPG Paints Arena, and the Red Sox are threatening to move the Penguins to Portland, <laughs> and and, and people people are going to be saying, Portland, "Man, I- Portland, Maine, too." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> people are going to be saying, "Man, I wish I would have gone to that uh, Pitt Virginia <laughs> game <laughs> to see that championship." <laughs> it could be a trivia game, a trivia question on some future future uh, game you're watching Aflac trivia who was the last Pittsburgh team to actually win a championship in this town in front of the people here and they're probably going to say Pitt Panthers 2021 just saying you're right from Vince. from your lips to God's ears Bino and Bino Cook's tears <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right everybody well thank you for listening and hailing with us remember follow us at hail or at H2P show on Twitter, hail the number two pit podcast. If you want to email us at gmail.com, hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. We're here every week, hail into pit talking Panthers. What a football season it's been. It's continuing to be Vince. You got anything left before UVA? All I got to say is hail to pit. Me too. Let me do that as well. Hail to pit everybody. We'll see you next week. You still think I'm crazy. Stand-